We're gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of podcasts I'm not sure what we're doing this for Flight 29's big book of everything Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making podcasts every other week Hi, I'm Secret Agent Dan and I've got a licence to kill I'm Secret Agent Charlie and I've got a licence to thrill And I'm Secret Agent Rich and I'm slipping you a pill And we're collectively known as Flat29 And you're listening to Flat29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 26 Spies. Have you guys ever been spied on, or perhaps spied on anyone else? I really wouldn't know, Dan. Someone could be spying on me right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, Let's just dwell on that for a minute. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe they can see me naked from the waist down. Are you naked from the waist down? No. <laughs> no! <laughs> They're hiding inside his trousers. They're an expert spy. <laughs> <laughs> You've really got to be Shit. a good spy to get in that close. I don't think I've ever actually spied on anyone. No? Do, no. Do you, I mean, you might not have called it that, but have you ever watched anyone from afar, made notes? Maybe and... I called it sneaky peeking. Ooh. Maybe you did. <laughs> Maybe I don't think anybody else does. <laughs> Maybe you call it voyeurism. Yeah, Voyeur. voyeurism, with the emphasis on the ism. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, when I was a bit younger and I saw the film The Truman Show, I, like many people who watched that film, went through a stage of assuming that I was being spied on. Like, oh. probably thinking, yeah, I am the lead character in a worldwide hit reality show, <laughs> uh, definitely. And then actually started, like, I think there was a time when I looked around my house for some cameras. Really? And also, what I would do was um, try and catch around out with like more erratic movements like for example walking down the <laughs> pavement and then suddenly turning around and going back the way you came to see if I could catch like a camera crew <laughs> it's just this huge ego on Dan's part I know yeah. it really is yeah everyone in the world would probably want to watch me forever doing my normal everyday activities my life is so interesting <laughs> When you sat on the bus, were you like, oh, is that vicar really a vicar? <laughs> and I would go and pull his uh, <laughs> mask off his face. This isn't a real but... dog collar. It's a piece of A4 folded into the size of a dog collar. <laughs> You're a fake. <laughs> Never ripped the dog collar off a vicar. They don't like it. Yeah, I know. Have you ever made a dog collar? You can make one I've, out of an old washing I up I think bottle. I've been a vicar at some sort of fancy dress party, but I've never yeah. abused the faith like you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Good, you're a respectful vicar. But is it spying when a cat looks at you? Because I went to a dinner party about a month or so ago, and... A cat dinner party? Not a, no, it wasn't a cat party. Uh, a human one. Yeah, humans. Okay. Can you specify next time? Okay, human dinner okay, party. Okay, I'll do that for you. <laughs> Um, and when I went to the loo, there was they were like, uh, just ignore the cat. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and okay. I went into the loo, and it was one of those cats that's always meowing all the time. And it yeah. walked in with me into the loo. And literally, <laughs> I went for um, a wee, and it just sat next to the loo looking at me, sat really? down for the view. There was no stage fright. <laughs> no, I, di- I literally, I did get a bit put off by it, so I had to chaperone it out of the toilet before I could actually go. But is that spying? Well, which of you is in the wrong there? Is it the cat for looking, or is it you for inviting it in? You were probably asking for it. No, this is the thing, then. I didn't invite it in. I didn't coax it in with... Uh... You did with your eyes. Yeah. I think, if I'm right, the important question really is, was the cat wearing a tiny dinner jacket? Because, <laughs> as we all know, that is the trademark outfit for a spy. This cat was naked, except from its fur. Oh, my God. Right, well. <laughs> it's a pervert. Flat 29 have a fortnightly podcast I download it quick cause my broadband is so fast Flat 29 have a podcast I download it from the internet Broadband Let's say you can spy on anyone in the world Okay Who are you going to spy on? Ghostbusters! No. Um, <laughs> I'd like to spy 
on the Apple HQ. Really? To see what new gadgets they're working on? Like Apple computers, yeah, and see what they're doing. Because they're like uber secretive, aren't they? Or they, they try are. to be. And I'd like to see like what Steve Jobs does. Like um, Maybe he's got another job. As his job. Yeah, Steve Jobs. <laughs> what the does he is, do? <laughs> he's got loads of jobs. That's why his name is that. Yeah. Part-time Mackie D's. His real name's something like Greek, the second name, but they thought he's always uh, moonlighting. We'll call him Steve Jobs. Yeah. It's more catchy. <laughs> That's the thing in Apple HQ. You have a surname is given to you when you start the job based on your most prevalent characteristic. So there's no one there called Genius. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Well, Nicky iPhone was the first person, hence the uh, name Nicky of the iPhone. Nicky iPhone. What, so, is that his surname, or did he yeah. get But Billy iPad was a close second. Billy iPad. That's Billy a great I, Billy name. iPad. Billy, <laughs> I, Billy iPad. <laughs> it's a good song, isn't it? It sounds like a, um old folk song about Billy iPad. Do you think Steve Jobs tells uh, uh, Graham Corporate Espionage who to spy on next? <laughs> yeah, I think he does, yeah. <laughs> the annoying thing about working at Apple HQ is everything has to be um, everything has to go through Steve Jobs yeah because he's got so many jobs it's hard <laughs> to keep track of him <laughs> it's like Steve uh, I've just got a few uh, modifications to the uh, latest operating system sorry I'm not in today I'm working down a mine yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got no again. signal on my iPhone <laughs> I'm not holding it right and the thing is like even going to the toilet you have to run that through Steve Jobs <laughs> <laughs> so you have to wait sometimes a couple of weeks yeah. if he's out on a, yeah. a, a long job. Can I go to the loo, Steve? <laughs> Not till I'm finished my jobs. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm always doing jobs. <laughs> Steve, but I just, when I finish my jobs, <laughs> and you're like, he's never going to finish his job. The thing is, though, even when he's not doing a job, which is never... He's, um, he's playing on, like, an app when you want to speak he's to him. He's playing he, on Angry Birds. And, yeah. yeah, and someone's calling him and he's like, deny. You're like, Steve, what are you doing? You're meant to be your job. And he's like, no, I've been employed by Angry Birds and now this is my job to finish this level. <laughs> he thinks everything's his job. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. No one's actually asking him to do anything, but he just naturally <laughs> assumes the role of any job. You enjoying your breakfast, Steve? Yes, it's my job. <laughs> I'm really enjoying working with this new piece of toast. <laughs> and I just finished the teabag dicking project. <laughs> and it was a success. Commendations to everyone involved. He's like in the kitchen, all the family is sat around for breakfast, and he pulls down the flip chart and he gets his iPhone out, and he's got a whole presentation just about breakfast he's like well i think we can all agree that toast was a success <laughs> it just shows a graph of like yeah. deliciousness over time toast consumption has gone up over the last half hour by 100 <laughs> percent productivity is at an all-time high extra jam for everyone it's all about the touchpad toaster that he's introduced to revolutionize <laughs> breakfast it's like there's this great new feature on the iPad, which is really cool. You can make your toast from your iPad. That's a little Steve Jobs impression. <laughs> That's actually quite an accurate impression. <laughs> good, good impression. <laughs> what I'd also like to spawn him for is to see where he gets his clothes. Because the thing is, he looks like a dustbin man, doesn't he? Well, quite a smartly dressed dustbin man. He actually looks like a spy. He just wears, like, but like a French resistance <laughs> he spy. Does. He just wears black <laughs> <like> polo necks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, French it? resistance spy. I think he, he he was spying on garlic for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, things have got out of hand, Steve. I don't think this is a good project. And he was like, well, the presentation says otherwise. <laughs> the numbers speak for themselves. <laughs> I've been getting real results on the garlic project. <laughs> It's time for another flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 20 fine But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes Flat 20 rhymes is the section where Each chapter we make a brand new song about the topic this week, Rich has done a song about spying. Now, I've got the song in front of me here. 
I can't help but notice, Rich, that the title is Spying, open brackets, on a woman from Waitrose, close brackets. What's this song about? Well, basically, Dan, there's a big clue in the title. Oh, I, w- right. I wanted to get <laughs> I wanted to go with a song. It's a descriptive It's quite title. self-explanatory. I don't think we need to play it, but I wanted to go for a song that was generically about spying. Yeah. Um, and in a way, um, I I let someone have a listen to this and before it's gone out in the podcast, which breaks the rules. And they said, it's not really about spying, it's just leching on a woman. But <laughs> okay. you can make your own minds up, you know. <laughs> it's that fine line between a legitimate exercise of spying and just being yeah, a pervert. I wanted it more about official spydom. That's but not a real thing. Um, <laughs> or word. But your natural lean is towards perversion. Perversion yeah. <laughs> and voyeurism, as we've been voyeurism. talking about in exactly. the... Uh, podcast so uh yeah i hope you enjoy it good stuff so waitrose i don't know is a worldwide company but it's a posh supermarket basically for anyone who hasn't heard about it and waitrose in the song you'll find is quite a throwaway lyric (laughs) okay (laughs) so so we don't need to worry too much about the local references don't dote on waitrose okay i'll try not to but they do have delicious hummus (laughs) okay (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) okay This is Spying on a Woman from Waitrose. I saw a beautiful girl in Waitrose Standing next to me in the queue She was buying a bag of mixed lettuce leaves And she smelled of sweet perfume She left behind her waitrose loyalty card I thought it must be a sign So I followed her all the way back to her home I watched her get undressed until she closed the blind I'm gonna spy on you I'm gonna invade your privacy I'll take a picture of you when you're on the loo The camera's in your room and watch you on TV And then I'll raid your bins I'll steal your identity I'll make a shrine of your belongings on my bedroom wall Cause I'm lonely And I'm a bit of a freak I spy on you on the bus I spy on you on the train I go out of my way to see you every day And when you look around, I look the other way I take samples of your DNA From discarded cigarettes and pizza trays I think I'll build a clone so I won't be alone And I can spy on you at home all day I'm gonna spy on you Watch you on TV And then I'll raid your bins I'll steal your identity I'll make a shrine of your belongings On my bedroom wall Cause I'm lonely And I'm a bit of a freak People say, Rich, why oh why Did you become a secret spy? I said I watched a film that involved a spy And ever since that day I've acted like a spy But something's come along and ruined all my fun Where everybody's friends with everyone And everyone is giving everybody a poke It makes the spying trade look like a joke I'm gonna spy on you I'm gonna invade your privacy I'll take a picture of you when you're on the loo The camera's in your room and watch you on TV And then I'll raid your bins I'll steal your identity I'll make a shrine of your belongings on my bedroom wall Cause I'm lonely And I'm a bit of a freak 
I enjoyed that. It was good. What I liked about that, Rich, is how the character in the song, who I couldn't help but notice was called Rich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Personal experience, Dan. It's songwriting gold. <laughs> um, you uh, you start to feel sorry for him, and then immediately he does something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of goes from pity to disgust. Yeah, I know. From verse <laughs> two onwards, nice. it starts to get weird, doesn't it? Basically, it's That's like he. It gets very weird, and then as soon as he says, um, well, I don't know why I'm saying he, you. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you say, but I'm lonely, I can't help but think, no, oh, he's all no. right, come on, give him a hug, even though yeah. he's a, you know. I wanted, I wanted to give freak. him some redeeming features, because yeah. apart from that, he's a bit perverse. But, uh, so the moral of the story is, it's all right to spy on people as long as you're quite adorably lonely. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's the sort of thing I'm the trying message to message we're sending out there yeah Flat 29 have recently recruited some trainee spies. We didn't tell you about this because they're spies. That's not the way it works. How are we going to do this, guys? What is their training program going to involve? I've got some ideas, Sam. What I thought was initially, day one, you've you've come into a new job, you're nervous. Yeah. You've been uh, talking with all your friends about how you're going to be a spy. (laughs) You've already (laughs) failed in some way. You've already made a mistake. This is like your big chance to be really important so yeah. i thought day one they've got two hours with me yeah. um spying on you or talking to you no that's like they re- they report to me first okay. two hours icebreaker yeah. session okay just like some drama games game of i spy oh nice so nice. it's fun nice. you know everyone can learn each other's names yeah uh, have a f- have a fun little game and that till then it's but quite casual it's fun but relevant that's the thing it's working on their powers of observation which is crucial to being a spy yeah exactly yeah. they think they're having fun like they're probably laughing again this is a great yeah. uh, why was I so worried but really yeah. secretly they're already being taught observation skills so you're going to be like the fun lecturer then they'll come to you yeah. for the more relaxed casual session. they'll be like oh I wasn't as worried when I was under his uh, yeah. reign but then once they've um, and once they've all settled in, you know, they've got on their uniforms, the, you know, long coats and the glasses, that kind of thing. Uh, they've learned each other's names, played a bit of I Spy. Then they go over to Charlie, who's a bit more of a hard taskmaster. Yeah, and he's like, right, you know, it's time for two hours of magnifying glass technique. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not sure spies use magnifying glass, do they? Yeah. Yes, if you need to spy on an ant. <laughs> Because they they start off spying on ants because you have to start small. The thing is, Charlie, uh, I, let me just give you the vision of the academy. <laughs> the Flat 29 Academy of Spies. We're not like a 21st century spy academy. We're teaching people like the old school techniques. Well, how about Charlie's a lecturer in the history of spying? Yeah. And so you start off with the old school technique. Well, in the day, Roman spies. <laughs> I, I think you'd be a good uh, spy teacher. Uh, history spy teacher charlie i think that's right up your alley have you ever thought about pursuing that as a career well i did once give a lecture on uh, how togas were you could easily double them up with a bedsheet to pretend to be one <laughs> there you go. yeah well there you go that's day one and that's the thing i imagine that these new recruits once they've got 10 minutes into charlie's lecture the reality hits them i'm going to be a bloody spy <laughs> And it's overwhelming. Do you know what I mean? At first it was all fun. They almost forgot why they were there. But now we're down to the nitty gritty. (laughs) And in Charlie's first lecture, they are issued with their first assignment, which is uh, just a member of the public they need to spy on. Suddenly it all starts to become very real. Yeah. We start off uh, issuing them with candidates to spy on that don't mind being spied on. Yeah, they know about it. Like Peter Andre. (laughs) He welcomes it. He's used to it. Yeah. You know, he's used to camera crews following him so yeah that's an easy first spy target i mean he's a bit of a kind of spy anyway isn't he i want to get close to you is the original words isn't it mysterious girl i want yeah. to get close oh, yeah. to you yeah he was yeah. a spy why didn't we spot it at the time we've uncovered his secret he can't be that stupid in real life it's a front whoa 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 mysterious girl i want to spy on you he's such a good spy that he overtly wrote a song about him being a spy. Yeah, but got away with it. it. 
the old Everybody else just thinks he's an amiable buffoon, but in fact he's one of the greatest <laughs> spies Australia's ever seen. That's why we can use him for our new candidates, because Peter Andre is actually a, a, a graduate. He's an alumni <laughs> yeah, of Flat yeah. 29 um, yeah. Spy School. That's why they're all here. They've read the prospectus. It's, it's basically a massive glossy magazine and Peter Andre's almost on every page. <laughs> We're very proud of him. Um, and then, obviously, they've got their first homework now. Yeah. Some of them are already thinking, I'm not sure this is for me, you know, because <laughs> things have got real. But then yeah. they go for two hours of acting nonchalant with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spy drama. Which is great because Dan uses a very good tactic at the start of the lesson because you know teachers always use a tactic Dan would know this because he's training to be a teacher but in this class everyone filters into the uh, (laughs) the auditorium and Dan's (laughs) just on the stage ignoring them do you know what I mean acting nonchalant and that's that is a tactic I actually genuinely use in the classroom yeah exactly (laughs) bit of truth so Dan's just sat there being nonchalant and they're like is he he a cleaner do you know what I mean when's the real real? lecturer going to come in (laughs) Because, like, Dan looks a bit like a cleaner, so they'd be forgiven. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. um... <laughs> and then suddenly, uh, while they're all talking, like, you know, you know, who's, who, where's it going to be? What's going to happen next? I suddenly pop up and give them a presentation about all their, you know, little personal foibles and tics that I've noticed during the time yeah. they've been in the room. And, like, there's a gasp, and they're like, whoa! <gasps> He's been he spying get... on us this whole time! And you have a think... How to na- act nonchalant in a range of disguises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I hand around the box of, like, um, glasses with attached noses and moustaches <laughs> yeah. and that kind of thing. And, like, how to, how to like, blend in as a member of the Sesame Street cast. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not, that's not going to be day one. You know, that's, that's, no, that's quite that's niche skill. They dress you up as Big Bird and you've got to try and sneak into Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> with a bomb strapped to you. Peter Andre was doing that on second week. He was, <laughs> he was, such, he a was such a good candidate. I miss him, to be honest. I really and miss a, him. To be honest, a lot of the lecturing is, oh, well, Peter, you know, he did a great project. <laughs> yeah, I remember I this great Peter. project when he spied on a mysterious girl. <laughs> you may have heard of it. He went to number one. <laughs> then he went rogue and went to the jungle. Things went downhill. Doing his own uh, freelance spying. Yeah. These days he's a freelance spy. He went a bit insania. He went absolutely insania. <laughs> we had to cut him off. Went rogue. <laughs> he went rogue. <laughs> as soon as he re- uh, released insania, I knew that was it. We had to cut him <laughs> off. It's been two weeks since I last saw you. I wanna know where I stand I think I'm falling in love with you Baby, can I be your podcast man? Champs and Chumps is a quiz that we did in the past But there's been a problem In the last chapter, Charlie dramatically lost the quiz okay for the first time ever and as we've always said when charlie's win oh we can't believe it charlie's always won cancel the quiz cancel the quiz but charlie's charlie's lost now the whole balance of the quiz has been shifted and to be honest guys i think we're gonna have to literally cancel the quiz it took a year we got a year of mileage i know so welcome to our new quiz called the let's find a new quiz quiz let's find a new quiz quiz my previous quiz left me for another quiz let's find a new quiz quiz so we can replace champs and Charles. so in our search to find a new quiz we are going to try a new style of quiz each week until we have found the appropriate quiz for this week uh, i've done a spy related quiz and i think one thing that was missing from champs and chumps was multiple rounds i think that would be a good addition to the quiz so my quiz has got five different rounds to determine who is the king of spies Round one is called Spies Buys. How many martinis has James Bond ordered in all of the Bond films combined? Closest answer wins. Rich, what do you think? Oh, okay. So I'm going to say there's quite a few films, aren't there? I'd say he's had about 
30. 30 martinis. Charlie, what do you think? How many martinis has Bond had? Well, it's certainly not the drink that he's drunk the most. That's whiskey or something. Is it? Um, yeah. I saw some stats on it once, <laughs> and somebody counted what drinks he's actually had. What the hell are you doing with your life? <laughs> this is a little insight into Charlie's brain. I think brain. It's something like 24. The correct answer is 20 martinis. Oh. And so Charlie gets the point for round one. Okay. Can I just ask, why was it called Spy Spies? Because he buys martinis. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, some of these connections are quite tenuous, okay? okay I love You'll it. have to bear with me. <laughs> okay, round two is called Spies Size. <laughs> Who is the taller Bond? Charlie, you can go first. Roger Moore or Timothy Dalton? Ooh. I have a feeling uh, that Roger Moore's quite tall, so I'm going to go with Roger Moore. Yeah. It's a tough one. They're both quite tall, but you are correct. Roger Moore, six foot one. Dalton, six foot. Ooh, well done. close. All right, Rich. George Lazenby or Sean Connery? Ooh, okay. I'm going to go Connery is taller. You are correct. Connery, yeah. six three. Lazenby, six two. So that round is a draw. Okay, round three, Spies Pies. Jack Bauer has been up torturing terrorists all night and is absolutely famished. What is the most appropriate flavour of pie to give him energy to keep him going for another series? Rich. Um, I'm going to say a steak and ale pie. <laughs> That's a very British pie, but I, I like the idea of him ordering that. <laughs> Charlie, what do you think? Um, probably not Ginster's pasty, so I'm going to go with... <laughs> He's classier than that, isn't he? It's nice to know your thought process there. <laughs> That's how Charlie assesses any question. Right, first of all, is the answer Ginster's pasty? No. Okay, right, now I can start working on the rest of it. I'm going to say chicken and mushroom. Chicken and mushroom. Well, I mean, there's no concrete answer to this. It's pure speculation. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of 24 where he has a pie, but if I had, I reckon steak and ale is probably going to be the way he'd go. So I'm going to give that round to Rich. Oh, that's not okay. fair. <laughs> You're rigging this against me, Dan. Okay. Well, that, that's going well. I think before the final round, I think we need a spies reprise. Okay. <laughs> so how do you think it's going? I think it's going well. I think it's it's quite nice to have a quick fire element to the quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this will replace Jamps and Chumps? Can't see it happening. <laughs> Charlie's not enjoying it because of the subjective answers. <laughs> I don't like subject your subjective answers, Dan, always go against me. I don't like it. Right, well, that's the end of the Spies Reprise. I hope we all had a nice little break. Uh, now for the final round, round five. Okay, the answer to this question is the name of this final round. The question is as follows. How does Bond villain Xenia Onatop kill Canadian Admiral Chuck Farrell in the film Goldeneye? And you just got to buzz in. Basically, Charlie, I think we need to work on the premise that it's going to rhyme with spies or spies. <laughs> he's good, he's good. Does she shoot him in the eye? Is it spies' eyes? That's a good one. <laughs> All right, you're going for eyes. Have you got guess, Rich? Um force feed a pie <laughs> okay i mean we have had spies pies already but <laughs> all right we'll no, go okay that. then it's prod in the thigh <laughs> okay oh my gosh the correct answer is spies thighs you are absolutely right what? see it on the top um essentially they're having some sexy times and she crushes him to death with her thighs so you are correct yeah! rich spies thighs rich is the winner of the spy quiz well done Thank you. So what do you think? Should we do this one every single week? I think we definitely should. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, maybe not. All right. Well, we'll try again next time. We'll see you next week for Let's Find a New Quiz Quiz. When I look on iTunes, dom, 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 what do I see? Dom, 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 poetry. Dum, 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 poetry in motion. 
Dum 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 dum. Flash when I'm not do a podcast. It comes out every two weeks. It's so packed with accessible material. It makes me want to weep. I love every feature. There's nothing I would change. I sing along to every jingle. It's too perfect to rearrange. Flash when I do a podcast. It comes out every two weeks. It's so full of amazing content. Sometimes it makes me want to. That jingle you just heard was sent in to us by my brother Tristan, who has created an amazing a cappella jingle for us. What do you think of that, guys? It was cool. It had a bit of a shoe up duwadi feeling shoe to up it. Shoe up duwadi duwadi. Amazing. Yeah, I liked that. Fantastic. It's something work. our podcast has been lacking, I think. Not enough shoe up and nearly enough duwadi duwadi, but not quite. Yeah, yeah that's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent stuff. So thank you very much for that, uh, Tristan. And if you out there have a jingle that you would like to send us in or an idea for a jingle, then hey, get in touch. Podcast at flat29.com and we'll we'll play them and it'll be great. You'll get serious kudos from us, I guess, if that is worth anything. And, you know, it'll bring our work rate down because, <laughs> you know, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard, right? Back off. Right, <laughs> but you can put it on your CV as well. You really ought to be writing us jingles, you know. We've given you some jingles. Now it's time to repay the favour. What have we got back in return? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is needlessly aggressive. Okay. Right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Rich, name a famous spy. James Bond. Yes, that is the spy whom everyone thinks of when they think of spies. And name a famous thing about James Bond. Cocktails. Yes, gadgets. That is exactly what people think of when they think of James Bond. He's got loads of gadgets given to him by Q. And they're very exciting, but I think they could be more exciting. Have you got any ideas for some genius gadgets that Bond could get in a future film? Maybe um, coming up to the festive season, yeah, he could have a stylish plush Santa hat, right? Um, but concealed in the ball ball, yeah, is um, that's, that's what it's called the ball ball. <laughs> the ball ball ball. You're doing some weird intonation today. What Rich. is that though? On the end, it's just a pom pom. No, concealed in the pom pom. <laughs> um, is a selection of Christmas hits. <laughs> I'll come to spy on you. Concealed in the pom pom, pom pom, is a camera, a secret spy camera. Yeah, yeah. Now that's gonna jump around everywhere when he walks. You're not gonna get very good. Shaky cam. Angle. Shaky well, won't that be like ninety percent of the videos on YouTube anyway? <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, yeah. And it, it's the yeah, it's broadcasting to YouTube constantly. Okay. So you can see exactly where James Bond is right now. So it's like a reality show. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna work. And mainly you're going to be seeing the back of his head. Well, no, like, it'll play, you'll see what's ever behind Bond. He'll be sneaking around one of the nuclear reactors in North Korea, and uh, everyone will be able to see him do that. Is that what you're saying? No, but you'll be able to see behind him. And so what you can do is you can, if, if a bad guy's sneaking up on him, <laughs> then you write him a tweet, and he gets it, turns yeah. around, kills the bad guy. Because Bond needs help. Yeah, and um, he's he's crowdsourcing. I don't think gadgets need a tagline, but the tagline <laughs> for I this think... gadget is "Be behind Bond." <laughs> and on the on the advert, Bond's going, "Get behind me!" Yeah, literally, get behind Bond. You know, because Bond's getting old. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. you know he's been going for I don't know forty years, and yeah. um, he needs some help now. 
Pete and he's does. using cool gadgets uh, yeah. concealed in a pom pom. Okay, well that's a good idea. I think I've, I've greenlit that one. That's a go. Um, now, Rich, when you talked about this idea of gadgets to me in the week, you suggested a Twix disguised as a pen. Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, basically, um, <laughs> it looks like an emergency <laughs> Twix. Oh, um, I thought it looked like a pen. Oh, hang what on. is it? I've forgotten about <laughs> what this is. Right, okay. What way round is this gadget? Basically, this gadget is a pen yeah. that looks like a pen, but actually yeah. it's a Twix. So, for example, picture the scene. James yeah. Bond has been locked away in a soft cell. Yeah, um, the band soft cell. Yeah. <laughs> listening locked to Tainted away. Love on listening repeat, which love, actually yeah. would be, drive you mad. It um, would, yeah. But... You know, they, they're like, oh, take take everything off him. We don't want him escaping. But they're like, oh, that's just a pen. <laughs> Put <laughs> what, it in. He He'll probably do? starve in here. Yeah. And James Bond is thinking, I need a dum dum <laughs> fucking Twix. I need a... <laughs> he's being told to constantly yeah. run away. And he's like, I can't. I don't have the energy. Oh, wait. Hang on. What's this in my top pocket? Yeah. So basically, it reinvigorates him when he's in it at his <laughs> lowest ebb. How about this? Okay. Right. The caramel from the top of the Twix is removed. And the two Twix bases are fused together to make a pen. The caramel is then uh, melted and put in as the ink of the pen. Ah, so he's have got. Have I just a... blown your mind? You have. Yeah. Where's the chocolate go? <laughs> um, and then the chocolate um, is just I don't know behind his ear or something. Why? And he constructs the twix That's weird. on the go. <laughs> I don't know why it's behind his ear. Could the but, chocolate uh... <laughs> not just be part of the pen anyway? Yeah. All right. The chocolate's just surrounding the pen. Would it be heat proof to prevent body heat from melting the chocolate and getting it everywhere? Yes, I see. Yeah, because he doesn't want it to slip out of his hand when he's writing an important message. In caramel. In caramel. (laughs) Probably the worst thing to write a secret message in. (laughs) Yeah. I've got a better idea. What about a Twix that is also a microphone that you record... So, like, James Bond could just be, have a Twix in his top pocket and Hang he'll on. be recorded. You've just created two separate worlds there. One in which the um, bad guys would not let him have a Twix in a cell and one in which they would. Which reality are we living in, Rich? Are the bad guys going to let him have a Twix? In this scenario, um, yeah. he's having dinner with the bad guy, the main bad guy, <laughs> which tends to happen a lot in Bond. Yeah, and he has a Twix. <laughs> he's just got a Twix in his top pocket. <laughs> oh, no, I thought that's part of the dinner. <laughs> All right, no. He's serving up a Twix. Oh, Mr. Bond, come and join me for dinner. We're having Twix tonight. <laughs> okay. And then what? The Twix is a microphone. Yeah, I mean, do with that what you will. <laughs> and then once he's recorded all he needs to know, he eats the Twix, and then they can collect the evidence later. And the sounds echo through his mind. <laughs> so he doesn't forget them. <laughs> and that's the scene in the film. Much like a Twix. <laughs> You'll never forget them. <laughs> They stay with you. The the Twix lingers on after the taste is gone, as the famous ad campaign said. Uh, I think. I think it was a famous poet that once said, "Betwixt the Twix." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a short one. Betwixt mine iron heart, a Twix is given. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing Shakespeare. <laughs> but Shakespeare loved a Twix. That's the thrust of my argument. Yeah, let's let's read and dissect O2 a Snickers. <laughs> O2 a Snickers. <laughs> oh nutty uh. bites that Who's <laughs> <laughs> been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. It's been four weeks since the last episode because of our extras podcast last fortnight, so we're sorry about that, listeners, but we hope it wasn't too terrible. Um, It's all gold, Dan. It's all gold. (laughs) You're right, Charlie. Let's not beat ourselves up about it. They were the bits that were so good, we had to leave them out. Yeah, because of national security measures. Exactly. So, let's see who's been sending us some letters. Now, we got a letter in from listener Angela referring to all the way back in chapter four, I think it was, where we talked about our irrational fears. She said, Hi guys, 
I'm writing about irrational phobias since I spent all morning losing my shit over my phobia of the phone. I freak out when the phone rings. Not visibly, but I scream and shirk inside. I'm equally phobic about calling people I don't know. Only at home, though. I frequently have to call people for work, and that seems okay. I guess that's where the term irrational comes in. Anyway, I thought you guys could probably understand. Now I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I tell you what, I can absolutely relate to that, being a flat 29 <laughs> phobist. I love this, uh, what seems to have become a regular section. Listeners write in with their ridiculous fears, and then Rich goes, I'm scared of that too! I am! I'm literally exactly the same. <laughs> You're scared of everything! I don't yeah. like the unplanned nature of talking to someone about something on a phone. It's an interesting one. Uh freaking out when the phone rings uh what kind of ringtone could she have to make the whole thing a bit more pleasant i wonder she should have the flat 29 ringtone then she would uh you know be filled with joy every time it rang see i think she should clip out the bit of audio of rich just then going i'd love to have that when the phone rings you wouldn't i wouldn't i've got another one for you it's um it's okay the phone is ringing you don't have to be scared it's only the phone (laughs) motivational ringtone (laughs) yeah i've made a range of uh, self-help ringtones great it's okay it's okay it is ringing there is no need to panic there is no need to panic it's just a phone and it's ringing a lot there's someone on the other end and they want to get in touch with you oh yes they want to get in touch with you that one's quite menacing that's amazing it's it's quite hurried uh, tense (laughs) yeah that that one i didn't use that one in the end it's it scares i'm using that one i'm clipping that one out yeah i think we should release these on the website yeah all right well these will look on the chapter notes fat29.com slash podcast click on chapters i'll stick them up as a link so you can have those as ringtones that'll be amazing yeah shall i do a text tone uh yeah go on then sent you a text because i know you don't like a call <laughs> that's a bit long i think it should be a bit shorter uh, text text <laughs> could be a sex text <laughs> <laughs> that's a quality one. finally then uh we got a kind of a letter slightly stretching the definition of letter here but uh there was something mentioned on another podcast uh friends of ours luke and carrie's bad rapport they mentioned something which i think we should all hear I, I did something flat twenty nine related for dinner. Oh, tell me. Um, I know what it Charlie is, me. made up a recipe of the cheese and corn sandwich on the most recent episode of the podcast. I uh, tried my own version of the cheese and corn sandwich, and I had it for dinner. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I didn't think it was all that great. I would give it a three out of ten stars. But hopefully, I still get points for being a flat 29 super fan and also being honest (laughs) three out of ten how do you feel charlie i think she loses points for being honest (laughs) (laughs) the thing is when i look back on that thing we weren't even cooking really were we i mean (laughs) not even close at a cooking podcast and we were just slapping bits of bread around that is that's like that's like like cooking foreplay yeah entry level well I've got to admit to Carrie, when I was eating that sandwich, I'd missed lunch by about three hours, so I, I could have eaten a rotting corpse and I'd have been happy, do you know what I mean? And also, I think that all part of package of the tasting session was taking into account Charlie's fragile emotional state. <laughs> <laughs> for which we we have to get extra points as well and unfortunately Carrie you've now sent him into a spiral of depression I've already lost the quiz today it's tearing my world apart <laughs> before we wrap up the letters here I think there's one more little clip from that podcast that we should play as well here it is you know certain TV shows movies albums I like specifically wait until I know I can give something my undivided attention before I listen to it so uh, I finally over the past couple of days got around to listening to the spiffy version of the Sherlock Holmes musical by Flat 29 uh, you know complete beginning to end with all the nifty bonus stuff and it's 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 a really a lot of fun and it's very epic it's it's pretty much another episode of the podcast 
you know. Oh, okay. So, I Got mean, that, that, yeah, the commentary track is like, you know, the it's like they're talking over the full length of the whole piece about making it, so it's really great. Oh, wow, look at that. What Whoa. a fantastic endorsement. What a review. <laughs> if you are looking to get a copy of the musical yourself to see what all the fuss is about, then you can get on down to factinsign.com, click on music in the top bar, and all the details will be there. Apple juice from concentrate We used to be best mates Apple juice from concentrate You haven't caught in weeks And weeks Breaking news! Thank you very much to everyone who has forwarded us the following news story which has come to our attention over the last week or so. It's very important. Listen to it now. Now believe it or not the sun. The source of all light to the solar system is now owned by a Spanish woman. 49-year-old Angeles Duran claims that she is now the proud owner of the sun because she walked into a public notary office and registered the sun as her own personal property. But now the UN created an outer space treaty in 1967 explaining the outer space is owned by all mankind, that no nation can claim sovereignty on the moon or any other celestial object, that she found a loophole. The treaty says that no nation can claim it as personal property, but it doesn't say anything about individuals. According to reports, Duran wants to majorly tax anyone who uses the sun, and she plans on using the profits to help her native country of Spain, as well as, of course, patting her own genius pockets. Thank you very much for everyone who brought this to our attention. This is extremely serious because those long-time listeners of Flat 29 will know that all the way back in Chapter 2 of our Big Book of Everything on Space, which was probably in November last year, so that's over a year ago now, we, Flat 29, claimed the sun for our own. A year ago. And, of course, I'd say her first mistake was referring to the sun by its old name, the sun. You will also remember that back in Chapter 2 that when we claimed the sun, we called it the fun. That's the new name for the fun. The fun. Why didn't she call it the fun? And then why is she saying it's hers? It's ours. We took ownership of the sun first and we pledged to do good with the sun, didn't we? Did we, though? I feel like we pledged to do roughly the same thing. We did actually pledge to do some <laughs> sort of sun tax, but, But you still, know. we pledged to do it first and that's the important issue that we're dealing with now, not the moral... Uh, <laughs> possible moral issues no. involved in this case. No, exactly. I think what we should do now is consult our legal expert, Charlie. Charlie, where do we stand on this? Well, from what I've read in all the news reports, uh, I don't think she actually does own the sun. Yes! Because, if you remember, and somebody wrote in about this, was the fact that you had to state your intent to go there. You can't just point at stuff and claim it. And she, at no point that I've seen, has said, no, I'm definitely going to go to the sun. Whereas we specifically stated, as soon as there was technology, we were going to go there and put a flag on it. I vaguely remember not even worrying about the technology. I think we just said, yeah, we'll go there. And I think that's enough. <laughs> exactly. We've got a lot more enthusiasm than her. She hasn't got a flame to stand on. <laughs> Either way, we stated our intent to go there and she hasn't. So she doesn't have a legal claim and we do. So what's our course of action, Charlie? What can we do to rectify this? Well, I think we probably just send her a letter that just says, fuck you, it's ours in big letters. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that in your capacity as a lawyer? Is that your advice? <laughs> Yes. Okay, well, well, then we'll have to do it. I think we should hold a charity concert. Uh, On the with, sun. With, <laughs> yeah, and it, the headline will be Duran Duran. Um, and maybe because her name is Angelise Duran, yeah. they'll have some kind of sway over her. You reckon? She'll only listen to Duran Duran. Duran Duran, yeah. Right, well, we will get on to this, listeners, because we will not let this outrage stand. We're going to get back the fun for our own and rightfully claim all of that delicious tax for ourselves. More breaking news as and when it occurs. So that was it. That was Fat 29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 26 on Spies. Now, if you haven't yet bought all your presents for your friends and loved ones, then there is a new thing what you can buy from our website. It is called a T-shirt. If you go to flat29.com, then click on clothes on the top bar, 
then you will go to our wonderful clothes shop. There's one in England and one in the US, so you can get them posted from somewhere nice and near you. And they are wicked, aren't they, Rich? Yeah, they're amazing. My one's in the paste as we speak. And what sort of designs are they, Charlie? They're amazing uh, pictures done by the great Luke Ski. Uh, with everything from the time-travelling event- musical adventures of Sherlock Holmes and general Flat 29 logos. And it's awesome, and it's all anybody's wearing next season. Absolutely. We're talking uh, Sherlock Holmes, Professor Winston, Cake on the Make, Champ Chump. There's lots of podcast-related T-shirts, and they look wicked. So flat29.com, click on clothes, and you'll see them there. Now, another thing to do over the next few days, you've got about five days to do this, is uh, our podcast friends, The Absolute Peach, are currently nominated for a podcast award, and you can vote for them. If you go down to podcastawards.com, you can vote once a day for The Absolute Peach in the comedy category. You couldn't vote for us because we didn't get our thing in, but vote for them, it'll be great. And also, our other podcasting friends, uh, Cocktails and Cream Puffs, are nominated in the GLBT category, so vote for them as well, it'll be great. That's uh, in the next few days, get on down and do that. So, our next podcast will be available on the 20th of December. It will be a Christmas extravaganza. We'll see you then. Bye! Bye! Bye. Great. Bye, spy. Bye, spy who loved me. Bye, spy. No, 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 no. I spy with my little eye something beginning with tie. I spy with my little guy something beginning with why.